Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. Indeed. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. And what are we rolling this week? A little cinema. It's time to talk about some new movies, baby. Movies. They're new. This week. (laughs) (laughs) Brand new. Brand new movies. We're talking fresh, fresh, freshly developed film here. Absolutely. This is a wet print, as they say. This week, we are talking about the soundtrack and the film Escape from LA or as it's also known as John Carpenter's Escape from LA. We're going to talk all about the soundtrack. Who's on it? Who's not on it, but people wish it was on it. And and also we're going to talk about this movie. Mm -hmm. We're ready to dive in because we haven't done a soundtrack in a little bit. I feel like the last time we did a soundtrack, there was a hot debate on the plot points of spawn. (laughs) So it's been a little bit of time. I can't wait to find out if there's anything I'm going to have to debate you about this one, Jenny. Um, We did Queen of the Damned. We did Queen of the Damned. We did. We did a soundtrack summer. Mm -hmm. So we we did... uh, Scorpion King. Scorpion King. Little Nicky. Little Nicky. Freddy versus Jason. Oh, classic. Classic. Well, we did Freddy versus Jason with the guys from POD cast. No, Freddy versus Jason was us. We did Texas Chainsaw Massacre with them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Different, different killer. Er, was it? Different killers. <laughs> different killers. But this week, we're talking about Snake. Old we're talking Snake Pliskin. Old Snake Pliskin. We're talking about Escape from LA, the soundtrack. Jenny. Um, when did, I guess, when did the soundtrack come out and when did the movie come out? So great question. The soundtrack came out on July 16th, 1996. And the film came out on August 9th, 1996. Oh, hello. So so you had about a month to really start, you know, soaking in the sounds before you saw the film. Pre-gaming dipping in to those sweet sounds this is i'd say timeline wise this is a, a pre-game getting the party started era i'd say 1996 oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. that's that's definitely pre-gaming definitely pre-gaming uh jenny we'll start with you history with escape from la history with john carpenter history with john carpenter oh well i was <laughs> I like John Carpenter movies, like most people do. Um, I had never seen Escape from L.A. I've never seen Escape from New York. Only one of those is still true now. But yeah, I mean, John Carpenter, great guy. Great guy. <laughs> Good great friend. Guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't prepared to to be. I mean, this won't go up, but it is near Easter, so it's appropriate that we're talking about a carpenter. On the goodest of Fridays. That's mm, right. That's right. Um, but yeah, I was familiar with the idea of Snake Plissken as a character because I had friends who played, is it Metal, Metal Gear? Metal Gear Solid, yeah. yeah. so like I was aware of Solid Snake. 
And so I knew that like that was kind of where the vibe had come from. Um, don't ask me a single question about that video game. That's <laughs> I'll what be I'm like, here for. Like, well, my friend Joy played it a lot. <laughs> That's what I know about it. Uh, and I think, what was the other question you asked me? I asked you history with John Carpenter, history with Escape from L.A. Oh, no history with Escape from L.A., history with John Carpenter. You know, I don't know him personally. <laughs> Watched a lot of his movies. Let's see. Love They Live. I'm just going to, like, run down the list. Uh, the Thing. Love it. They Live. Love it. Village of the Damned. Great film. Maybe I haven't seen as many John Carpenter movies as I thought. Hmm. So, yeah, I feel like I'm mid on John Carpenter. Everything I've seen, I love, but I haven't seen a ton of it. Great music in his movies, though. I'm not talking about the soundtrack, though. We'll talk about it. But always a fan of the music in the films. I think that's it. Lauren, how about you? Uh, so Escape from L.A., I uh, initially did not see because I remember that someone I knew saw it and said, oh, yeah, it it sucks. The CGI is bad and it's yeah, it's just not a good movie. And then I rented it probably like a year after it came out. And I remember watching it and I distinctly remember like not getting it. Like I was like, this seems like I didn't understand what he was going for tonality wise. Like I was expecting like uh, some rumbling, you know. And I mean, there's definitely some action in this movie, but it's not of the the kind that I think I was expecting. Um, this is very kind of winky action. Since then, I went to college. I always say, people say, what's the point of college? Why do you go to college? You go to college so you can drink a Mountain Dew at two o'clock in the morning while watching The Fog with your best friends. That is what college is all about. Okay. I watched so many John Carpenter movies in college. So learned so much. I I feel like I've seen most of his movies. I haven't seen The Ward. I haven't seen Dark Star. And I haven't seen Starman. Um, but I've seen just about everything else. I probably watched They Live, I don't know, five times in college. And then went home and said to everybody I knew, have you seen They Live? you got to see this fucking thing. And uh, so, yeah, love them all. Love the thing. I'm uh, I'm not big on The Village of the Damned. That one wasn't really a big one for me. I know. I'm sorry, Jenny. Um, the children. I, I, I They're know. damned. They're damned. I get it. I get it. Don't get me wrong. All right. Well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, but, uh, I mean, Salt and Precinct 13, very important film. Uh, yeah. So, and I recently, they had a big sale at Shout Factory for a bunch of Blu-rays for his birthday, John Carpenter's birthday, and I scooped up a whole bunch, and uh, one of them was the Escape from L.A. Blu-ray. Um, so, uh, yeah, I am excited to talk about this. I would say the soundtrack was not familiar until... We decided to do it for the show. Matt Nas, history with JC and history with LA. Well, I got to say, uh, my history with JC is uh, pretty strong, and that's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It is oh. Good Friday, everybody. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Real sharp turn. No. no. Uh, let's talk about John Carpenter for a minute. Um, 
two of probably the most important horror movies of all time. John Carpenter directed The Thing and Halloween. Pretty untouchable. Amazing films. Back and forth. Uh, Halloween is still very scary to me. Very scary. <laughs> Michael Myers is... I'm a Freddy guy. I think everybody knows that. I like Freddy because uh, he makes the dumbest jokes that have ever existed, which makes me feel real safe uh, and uh, it's familiar ground. But yeah, uh, Halloween is very scary to me. Um, I've seen Starman. I enjoy Starman. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. Ooh, yeah. Saw that a ton. They live. Saw that a a ton. Memoirs of an Invisible Man is not good. Um, And then when it comes to Escape from L.A., Unfortunately, I really never saw it. It's one of those movies that has been in the background in a lot of moments of my life, but I've never sat down and watched it straight through. Well, Matt, you're in for a treat because Jenny and I are going to spoil the shit out of this movie. I cannot <laughs> fucking wait. Because uh, we have to because the, the soundtrack itself ends with the end of the movie. So... I mean, you if you got this soundtrack on July 16th, you got the end of the movie before you got the movie. Hmm. So there's a lot to dive into. Um, I guess uh, normally we talk about who's in the band, but this is a bunch of bands. Dive into that. Um, do we have like a producer, executive producer, or anything like that for this, Jenny, on the, on the record? Uh, not that I'm immediately aware of. Okay. We do have some genre tags. Yes, we do. Our genre tags are alternative metal and industrial rock. Oh, my. Indeed, Matt. Um, We should mention, so this film, like sadly many John Carpenter films, um, was received a mixed reception at the time of release and was a box office bomb, but subsequently gained a strong cult following. This was uh, really the story of john carpenter's life by and large um and uh there's a famous quote where someone said you know people love the thing now they think it's great you know they love it they cherish it and he said what the fuck good is that to me now (laughs) like (laughs) and i'm like you know what he ain't wrong he ain't wrong buy buy it a million more times please (laughs) yeah well you know i'm not a big fan of these rebooted halloweens but john carpenter says they keep writing him checks so if jc's getting them checks then i'm happy that's good and hey i lied about there not being an obvious executive album producer because there's two Ooh. All right. You asked me about one and there were two and that's why I didn't know. Oh, okay. Asked. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was thrown off. Uh, that's Jason Flom and Kevin Weaver. Okay. Yeah. So didn't we've know got Flom was on this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Flom was on the case. This is a Flom Weaver production. Mm, Flom Weaver production. Um, <laughs> oh, so... God. That's a great song. <laughs> Flom Weaver. Uh, so, Flom so... Weaver sounds like. A sexual uh, slur of some kind. Like, oh, yeah, she's a flom weaver. She's a flom weaver. Or like the, the type of animal that finds itself, it's an insect that causes blight in like produce. Oh, oh yeah. God, this apple is yeah. ru- overridden with flom weavers. Oh, man. I'm sorry. This flom weaver got in, ruined all these beautiful cantaloupes. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, mm. no cantaloupes. Yep. One flom weaver. That's all it that's, takes. That's all it takes, and you're done. Um, Jenny, so this was your first viewing of Escape from L.A. Yes, that's right. You were texting me throughout. Walk us through your feelings, and if you want to give us a brief synopsis of the film. So there was an earthquake, and uh, L.A. kind of broke off from the rest of the U.S., became like a little island and at the same time that was happening, there was this uh, very intense conservative movement going on in the United States that ended in a extremely conservative politician becoming the president of the United States uh, and the island of Los Angeles it became a basically a, a prison or just a place where they would deport folks who had some sort of moral failing or, or committed some sort of crime. Um, the president's daughter uh, went a little rogue, stole some kind of satellite something or other uh, disc world. Uh, I don't know, something that could like, blow up the world or something like that um and the daughter is rayanne from my so-called life <laughs> and so rayanne steals a plane ends up in la and they decide that they have to um stacy keach decides that he has to send in <laughs> snake Pliskin. uh apparently he's done this before that's <laughs> escape from new york didn't see it we'll watch it um so Snake is, um, he speaks mostly in grunts and like little like bleh, bleh, bleh voices, <laughs> which is very funny to me. Um, so he goes and he's like really good at everything. Like he has a lot of skills. He like <laughs> has to play basketball with himself for a while. He surfs. Um, he can fly like a little hang glider. I don't know. He's a very skilled man. He has to like fight people and... There's a baddie. Steve Buscemi shows up. He's a goodie, then a baddie, and then, you know, he escapes. And then he, like, boops all the satellites, and they're like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) That's... It was good, though. It was really funny. It was fun to watch. Um, It was ridiculous. It was a very fucking ridiculous movie on a lot of levels. I had a lot of fun watching it. Highly recommend Sorry, uh, I ruined it for you, but you know, there's a lot that I the, left out, if you can believe it. <laughs> yes. Snake Plissken is constantly just getting up to misadventures on the island of LA. And uh and he takes it all in stride. Never at any point was I like, Snake's quitting. Snake's not quitting. He's gonna keep going. He's gonna if you're gonna tell him, hey, listen. You got to score a bunch of baskets in a basketball court, or we're gonna kill you. He's like, "All right, give me, yeah. give me, give, lead, give me the brick. Lead me to the court. Give me the brick. Let's do I, this." I truly think that was the best part of the whole movie for me. I was it's, like, "It's amazing." Wait, what? Like, who was just like, I, "I don't know. I guess maybe he should just have to like shoot hoops." Like, all right. It's um. When you said you hadn't seen it before, I said, well, I'm just going to wait for her to text me that she's starting the movie, and then I'll just set my watch to when she texts me the basketball scene. And (laughs) indeed, I got a text a little bit later. 
basketball scene. <laughs> um, uh, tremendous film. Um, and I think the thing that didn't click for me as, as a team, but does later, is that it's it's an action movie made by a bunch of old guys who are making fun of action tropes and and a lot of other things. Because um, in this movie, I mean, there's a lot of parts that do so like having to you know play basketball to save your life being one of them um that really do subvert um the expectation there's a scene where snake has to find someone they've got a tracking device on him and he's tracking him and tracking him and tracking him and then he walks into a room and the guy's just skewered on a wall and he's like oh well <laughs> and then he bumps into a guy and the guy's like watch where you're going and he like they have like a bit of a like a back and forth and you're thinking oh this guy's going to come back. Snake and him are going to have a thing. They're going to fight it out. And then I think Snake kills that guy in like one move, like a scene yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the guy's like, hey. And he's like, yeah, just stab this guy. And that's it. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. He starts to build a relationship with this woman who's just like, look, like whatever. When you're here for a while, it's not that bad. Like they go through like all these. He meets her in like the bushes. You're like. They get like whisked away into this like weird little plastic surgery like dungeon. And then like they get out and he like brings her and she's like, Hey, do you want to like bone? And he's like, I don't know. And then no time for love, Dr. Jones. Yeah. And then she's just like, It's not so bad once you get used to it. Immediately gets shot, fully <laughs> dies. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It was That's just it. like one second. I was like, Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Damn. Bye. <laughs> look uh i don't uh, oh you're dead already all right i gotta go I mean, that's really how that's really how snake treats it he's like thinking about it he's like maybe and then she's dead and he's like well all right and then yeah looks like it's yeah, a missed opportunity yeah i i do like um when he's on the mission um the president is extremely skeptical that snake can carry out this mission and he keeps saying forget this guy let's just blow up LA or let's just do something else. And Stacy Keach is like, I don't know, like attending to his plants or doing something. He's like, yeah, he's spritzing his cacti. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's just like, it's fine. Snake, snake will do it. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Once again, we have still, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Stacy Keach is like, don't worry about it. Snake's got this. He's got this. So escape from LA. We've done an incredible job summarizing a lot of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, that's right. Um, World class summarizers. Oh but my god, we're we're some of the best. Um, but this is uh, this soundtrack. A couple people have told us we need to do it because there's some new on it, and uh, there's yeah. So I think we should dive in. I've got a physical copy here in front of me. I picked this up from the declutter store for five dollars and eighty one cents. It's uh, it's it's your pretty standard picture of the picture of uh kurt russell as snake plissken list of all the bands that are on it and then you open it up and you get uh just some pictures from the movie nothing uh no thank yous no you know nothing nothing crazy um nice picture of cuervo jones one of the characters in the film i don't really have much to say about the liner notes pretty standard jewel case situation let's dive into these bands we got a lot of bands here got a lot of exciting bands all right i'm excited all right the first track is dawn by stabbing westward. Uh, 
That's a moody start to this soundtrack. Um, I will mention on the back there are there are fourteen tracks in this album, and a number of them have little asterisks next to them indicating tracks contained in the film. This track in the film. I watched the movie about a week and a half ago. Cannot quite remember when this song shows up, but I do remember hearing. It. I want to say credits, maybe Jenny. That sounds right. Jenny, we'll start with you. Stabbing Westward. Pro or con? I'm going to say neutral. I'm going to have a really awesome take. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> care. Uh, <laughs> I know people like really go go in for Stabbing Westward. I'm not one of them, but I haven't listened to. Lauren is literally wearing a Stabbing Westward oh. shirt. <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was you or, or someone else that we both know who was extremely there for them um but yeah i don't know i I haven't really given them enough time to say one way or the other so (laughs) looking at you wearing the shirt we're going to say very pro i'm assuming (laughs) i am pro stabbing westward listen i heard shame on the radio in the mid 90s and that was it i became a I, i i believe Stabbing Western fans are called Stabbies. I became a Stabby for life. Um, and uh, yeah, I love them. They just put out a new record, like 20-year break between records, called Chasing Ghosts. And you know my stance on ghosts, and I still listen to it and I had a great time. Wow. Um, this song, uh, it started up, I said, oh, a bit more a moodier move. Not so rocking from our boys. But we get these classic Stabbing Westward lyrics here. My angel, my reluctant whore, decided she can take no more, so let's fuck until we fall asleep. Please don't wake me when you leave. This fucking guy. Classic, classic stabbing westward. Matt, where do you stand in the Old West? On the West, they were never my band. I will Mm -hmm. be honest with you like that. Um, I like this one a lot. It gives me a real hardcore something in a way Nirvana feel. Um it's mm. moody af and i'm i'm here for it so i was trying to think of how this might tie into the film and we were talking a little bit about you know snake is approached by this woman she's like hey we're two lost souls on this island of lost souls maybe we take a moment together and then she's murdered right in front mm. of them and uh I went to the lyrics. I, I, I This other lyric I really like a lot. It's too late now to fall asleep, so just lie here and watch you breathe. In the morning you'll be gone like everything I've ever loved. Mm, gotta be about Bush Lady. Gotta be. Gotta be. R.I.P. 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 So movie start, and um, 
I guys, I I don't want to blow your minds, but songmeanings.com, they got some stabbies. Mm. And uh, I think I think Matt, you're gonna really appreciate this comment. It's from uh, user Spoon three three three, who said, "How could you not comment on one of the best stabbing Westward songs ever?" I love this song. I think it's completely brilliant, and it's either about a hooker or that the singer of the song is a sexaholic. Ooh. Wow. Man, nothing worse than when you find that you have been imbibing in too much sexahol, and you are now a sexaholic. Wow, 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 wow. Too much sexahol. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. And this is what happens after six years. <laughs> past my bedtime. <laughs> same. Same. Uh, I think we're ready to talk about this next song and band. All right. We've talked about visiting quite a bit. Now it is time. Up next, got Sweat by Tool. official trip to tool town this is our first official arrival of actual tool because we're always going to tool town right but now this is tool period straight up tool right this well we are in the town that tool built because it is that yeah. tool tool town yeah mm-hmm. uh matt we'll start with you how do you feel we're getting tool here early tool at that yeah. You know, I have a myriad of feelings about Tool. I go from really liking and respecting and enjoying Tool to never wanting to hear them again. And truly, it that has oscillated throughout the years. I, I think I'm in a I don't need more Tool right now stage in my life. Because it's like, yeah, the musicianship, excellent. The songcraft, perfect uh it is exactly what that band does and uh yeah cool you know like it's just you know i don't know what to say it's just like yep that's tool it's very true jenny your visit with tool i know you are not normally one to 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 dabble in tool it's it's not for me uh it continues to not be for me. That's fine. I get it. Like I get why people really like it. It's Completely. just Completely. Yeah. 
Not for Jenny me. And I, Jenny and I are connecting on this tool thing hard. Uh, clearly, you two are like, tool, take it, leave it. We're going to leave it over here for somebody else to pick on up. So I'll just go to my notes. I wrote, it's tool time, baby. Grind it out. Sweating. This takes me back to ninth grade. I feel young again when I hear this song because that's when I was hearing this stuff and it was hitting me because I got anima and then I went back and I got undertow and I got opiate and I was like, this is that good stuff. Plus, this is the primary when they're not so proggy. They're just all about rocking, baby. Good shit. So uh, I thought this was great. I wrote in my notes that this uh, this place, as Snake enters the island of L.A., and it's uh, it's debauchery looking for Cuervo Jones. And I like the idea because there's a lot of songs that play here, and they're playing that they're the music that is playing in the world, which means in the world of Escape from L.A., Tool exists. They got together, they did, they did shows, they did practices, and then they put the music out, and then Apocalypse may have happened, but people were still like, listen, let's set up some speakers here in this rundown, I don't know, hotel, brothel, whatever it is, let's crank up some tool, baby, let's set a tone, tone was set, plus this is set in 2013, and uh, you know what? People still listening to Tool in 2013. People still listening to Tool in 2022. Us being one of them. So I felt accurate. JC called it right there. That's um, true. Yeah. Songmeanings.com. I don't want to blow your minds. This had 62 comments. What? And yeah, man, this had 62 comments. Because uh, the Toolies came out to play. Um, comment well, your me- I will say this. Yeah. yeah this man. is also why I don't badmouth Tool. I just say they're not for me. Because that fan base, fucking Tools fan base, yeah. that's, a, that's a bunch of nope. Like, <laughs> cool, man. Love you guys. You're the best. Tool's great. I'll leave them alone. <laughs> I, I saw Tool in, on the 10,000 Days Tour, and I went with a bunch of my friends, and we were like, let's see a rock show. And everyone sitting around us was like, we are about to be schooled by the masters I have been following them. Hello, sir. Where did you see them last? Oh, I saw them last two weeks ago, and this is what they played. I have a feeling they will play this tonight. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're comparing notes? What is this? What's going on here? Everybody? Yeah. It's a, it's a so whole it's different like breed. Into, it was an intellectual fish meetup. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's really the way to look at it. Um, and perfect segue into this comment on songmeanings.com from commenter Medium who said, this song can operate on many levels. When I first heard it, I thought that the sun is burning hot again on the hunter and the fisherman was saying that times are hard for people at the bottom of society. And that seems like I've been here before. Might refer to being reborn after death. So might have something to do with the caste system in India, which dictates that those born a hunter and a fisherman must stay that way until reborn and you achieve higher status. Perhaps Maynard is referring to a more political aspect of life where the bottom end of society sinks deeper, sweating, disoriented, trying to think of a past life, but only feeling some strange familiarity. Just a thought. Holy shit. Just a thought. Just a thought. Just a thought. Wow. Like... Here's a here's like a well thought out musing. Eh, just a thought. Just a thought. Can you imagine being a member of Tool, having somebody standing in front of you telling you that, and then you're gonna be like, 
Okay. <laughs> I would fucking chew my arms off to escape that conversation. <laughs> That's my escape from L.A. Get me the fuck out of that conversation. Um, one other comment I very much enjoyed was from Sober Stinkfist, who said... Perfect name. Who said... Perfect name. A dream within a dream sounds like a reference to Edgar Allan Poe. To which mm. Asley said, sounds like a Poe reference to me as well. Great poem, by the way. And then Shatan said, thank you. I was wondering how long it was going to take for somebody to make an intelligent comment about the actual song. And I agree. The Dream Within a Dream reference is right out of a Poe poem, as well as the references to the ocean. Now, this thank you, you might say, wow, this person, you know, right in there to make this comment in response. Well, um, Asley's comments from July 16th, 2002. Shatan commented on January 2nd, 2010. <laughs> Time has no meaning to the Thule's. <laughs> no, at all. They're just like, someday someone's going to say something intelligent. I'm going to find them. Hey, that's a fucking long road to hoe. Like, <laughs> I, sure. have been, I have been... Here he is, the edge lord at the end of the comment thread. I have been waiting for someone to make a comment of intelligence on this song, and here it is. Finally, I may rest. I may slumber. He's Thank that, you. He's that knight at the end of Last Crusade. <laughs> he's waiting for someone to comment on me. Um, I, I could barely hold my sword. I am the sorriest man. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. My, mm. my bones ache. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, believe it or not. Through. Believe it came or not. Through. Came through. And, uh, and now I think it's time to visit an old friend here on track three. That's right. Track three The One by White Zombie. <laughs> I get it, yeah. There it is. There it is. With White Zombie, with Rob Zombie, there's expectations, things you want to have happen. And when I saw the song was called The One, and it was by White Zombie, I said, 
I hope he says something like, yeah, I'm the one. <laughs> and I got it. I got you it. Know, you got it in spades. I got it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, whispered a little bit before he did it for you. Yeah. But he delivered. He delivered. I got what I wanted. I got what I wanted. And I looked up the timeline on this. I mean, basically, they did uh, Astro Creep 2000. They did this song, and then they were like, we've done all we need to do. <laughs> Time to go solo. <laughs> I've done it all. <laughs> Um, so I thought, I thought this was wonderful. A good old time with the old white zombie. Jenny, how'd you feel about the one? I mean, it was definitely a white zombie song delivered everything I expected and could have wanted. No notes. (laughs) This one does play over the credits. Um, perfect walking out of the theater to tell your friends and loved ones. You guys got to see what Snake Plissken's up to, baby. He fucking... (laughs) He plays basketball basketball. for a considerable amount of time. You go into that movie thinking it'll have 0% basketball in it? Um, It's got a lot more than that, bro. A lot more than that. Hey, bro. Up that basketball percentage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Always good to see White Zombie. Always good to see Rob. I was happy to see this in there. Perfect placement. Right in track three. I feel like there's a lot of soundtracks out there. I feel like they're they're like, where are we going to put the White Zombie Rob Zombie song? Track three. That's the way to do it. Track two, track three. Always good. Um, All right. Now, the next song, this is not in the movie. It just is the vibes of the movie. That's right. Up next, we've got Cut Me Out by the Toadies. Or just Toadies. Sorry, Toadheads. Matt, do you got something to say about them toadies? Okay, let's be honest. Did you own Possum Kingdom? Did I own the CD that Possum Kingdom is on called Rubberneck? That's you bet the- I did, baby. Oh, yeah. Had Jen, that CD. what about you? Did you own Rubberneck by the toadies? No, but... I recorded Possum Kingdom off the radio onto a tape and listened to it a ton. And I still listen to it sometimes. Um, It has easily one of my favorite choruses slash bridges of all time. I, I think Possum Kingdom is nearly a perfect song. It's one of the great alt rock treasures of the 90s and yeah. i want to say real quick we're on it's track like four. it's like that song local h is bound to the floor it's like 
kind of untouchable alt-rock classics destined to be on the this is grunge mix uh if they great mix if they were to make a cd aimed genetically engineered towards me i'm gonna be honest yeah man this is the second toady song i've ever heard in my life oh wow (laughs) here's what i can tell you rubberneck is a real good album um, I don't think there's anything on it as good as Possum Kingdom, but it's not a, it's it's not like Possum Kingdom is like head, tails, you know, over everything else. It's like a good record. It's it's, it's very good. Um, I have a buddy of mine. He loves Toadies. He's listened to like their other albums. I've never gone that far, um, but Rubberneck, great record. And I mean, that's the other thing. This record. Four tracks in, Stabbing Westward Tool, White Zombie Toadies. Let me tell you, this record sounds like rock radio in the mid-90s pre-consolidation, pre the iHeartRadio clear channel takeover. You could get a run like that. You could be driving in your car, doing a late night drive, got yourself a 20-pack of nugs, and know that you're going to get that kind of sequencing on the radio. It's going to be great. This feels like a Z-Rock playlist in a lot of ways. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I mean, take me back to the Z-Rock days, baby. Used to do Tattoo Tuesdays. You'd never know if they'd say there was somebody getting tattooed in the studio, and all you just hear is that buzzing noise. You didn't know if it was a sound effect they were playing or a real tattoo needle. And, uh, and then they would play other songs that had nothing to do with tattoos. But it was just a cool, fun thing. They would never do that now. To corporate. To to corporate, corporate. which plays into what Snake Plissken does in this movie. And I'm not talking about basketball. I'm talking about the end. (laughs) He makes everybody say, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh. What are we going to do now? He makes everybody say, "Uh uh-oh. Everybody at the end just goes, "Uh Uh Uh (laughs) uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. A baby poops its Yeah. 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 So, uh, Jenny, how'd you feel about Cut Me Out, the song? I liked it. I thought it was all right. Very much 89X in the 90s, our local alternative station. R.I.P. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to keep going? I do. Okay. Up next, we've got Pottery by Butthole Surfers. <laughs> This song is also in the film. I want to say, is this is this what plays over the surf scene, Jenny? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think uh, so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm becoming less sure and I'm thinking more about the surf scene, which made me wonder when this came out in comparison to Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> because oh shit. the mm. CGI is 
something. I would say this CGI is is superior to the Spawn CGI. Like it absolutely is. Yeah, it's it's definitely shaky. But the thing is, is funny is that there is there's a charm to this that I don't get from like bad CGI in like a Marvel movie, um, because it's not. It, th- this CGI seems to be saying, "Listen, there's not a wave here, but we're we're saying there's a wave here. We're okay? doing our best. We're doing our best, and these guys are going to sell it. We got we got Kurt Russell on a surfboard, and uh, we're going to do it. We're fucking doing it. I mean, it's already an absurd premise. You just buy in. That's the movie is constantly saying, like, just buy in. What are you? What are you a jerk? Just buy in." Just buy into the premise. What's your problem? Like you're judging this. You should just be enjoying this. (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing? Just buy in. Yeah, I very much enjoyed uh, the surf scene quite a bit, and uh, thought it was a lot of fun. And this just seemed like, uh, yeah, you know, butthole surfers are just like, we're just gonna goof around. These lyrics aren't gonna make any sense. We're talking about having sex in pickup trucks and other stuff, and who knows, whatever. I hope. I hope that the boys in Buttle Surfers aren't sexaholics. That'd be no good for the productivity. Put down that bottle of sexahol and write us another song, Gibby. So I guess I guess now we're ready for the next one. All right. Well returning my mm. heart my heart's beating faster and faster and faster. Up next we've got ten seconds down by Sugar Ray. <laughs> So, I'm sure some people listening who haven't watched the movie are wondering. So, LA is an island, which means it's a prison. How does Snake get to the island to begin with if he's not on it? Does he take <laughs> oh, a boat? Totally does he forgot get about this. Flown in? How's he get there? Jenny, mm-hmm. how's he get to the island? A submarine. But it's a mini sub. Yeah, it's a little tiny zippy boy. And when he's in it, Stacy Keach is going, take it easy, Snake. Take it easy. Don't go so fast. And Snake's like, I refuse to listen to you. I'm going to drive this submarine into the fucking ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he drives this thing so recklessly. He's hitting stuff. He's driving through shipwrecks. He's just causing a whole lot of trouble. And then he gets to the island. Gets on dry land, and 
the sub is like teetering and he like reaches out for it and it just teeters and falls back into the water and they go where's the sub and he's like yeah i don't have a sub anymore anyway okay keep on moving just gotta keep moving even though that was his escape you're supposed to come there on the sub and leave on the sub he's like ah, i lost it what are you gonna do what can you do gotta keep moving that leads him then to go for a little walking and then he starts to hear the dulcet tones of sugar ray emanating from a vehicle that's right but not just any vehicle jenny what's what's happening in this vehicle what was happening in the vehicle they were involved in a shootout with another vehicle oh right yeah i mean it was just like welcome to la it's a hell hole here we're <laughs> listening to sugar ray while we're shooting everything was a shootout that's why when you're like what was happening i was like uh like everything's a shootout everything's that's, a shootout that's fair every yeah snake is just walking <laughs> places and there's guns going off people are shooting either up in the air or at each other um but in this case there it's a shootout between two cars that are driving and one of them is like i'm gonna blast us some sugar ray it's 2013 i'm still listening to the first sugar ray record because it's a post-apocalyptic world i'm on the island of la but i still like music and uh i thought it was perfect it uh it let me know who the characters are and what they cared about what they cared about was rock and roll mm-hmm. now this next one very excited to talk about this all right, we've got Blame, the L.A. remix, Gravity Kills. The year is 1995. You're an exec at Interscope Records. You get on the phone. You go, hey, Trent, where's that new Nine Inch Nails? He's like, man, when I get to it, when I get to it. And Johnny Interscope says, Trent, I'm going to let you know. A lot of boys like to do the beeps and boops. They're going to come in. They're going to fill that void. And indeed they did. 1995, 1996, if you didn't have real Nine Inch Nails, you got yourself some Stabbing Westward. You got yourself some Gravity Kills. You got yourself some Machines of Loving Grace. There you go. These people are ready and willing to beep and boop in your place, Trent. 
And uh, mm-hmm. I had I had the Gravity Kill CD. I got it for Christmas. Because, I mean, this was a, a big, this was not the LA remix, but the original version of Blame. That was a single. But the big single, Guilty. Now you're saying, how did that song go, Lauren? And uh, I'll just give you a quick line. And he goes, Guilty! That's, I mean, you you know it. You know it. <laughs> oh, is that how it goes? That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Ooh, sounds Sounds good. It sounds good. I mean, it sounds like a hit, right? Yeah. They didn't have to play much. Um, Jenny, I know you're a big Gravity Kills fan. Oh, yeah. Um, I believe they're called Gravies. Is that what Gravity Kills fans are called? Yeah. <laughs> Real Gravy. You're a big Gravies. Gravy? Yeah, I'm huge Gravy. Uh, can't get enough. I've definitely heard of Gravity Kills before we listened to this have all their records um but uh, but you know how in in the oh god what is that robert durst documentary called <laughs> the jinx jinx yeah where he like burps when he lies i just did that mitch and i do that to each other anytime <laughs> we're saying something that isn't true and i just realized that this is not like something that you guys would have any fucking idea what i was doing <laughs> like jenny's just gassy tonight you know not everybody uses robert durst burping every time he lies in the jinx as their universal signifier that they're saying something that's not true i mean i mean who doesn't walk around, who doesn't walk around their house burping saying kill them all you know i mean who doesn't who doesn't um oh boy this is in the movie i don't remember when but um perfect for the soundtrack very much works it matt um where do you stand on gravity kills you know uh, they are they were another one they weren't my they weren't my guys you know i, th- I think i was i would have stuck with ministry i'd have stuck with nine inch nails i had my tried and trues <laughs> could you imagine who are your guys well gravity kills first and foremost <laughs> <laughs> right i don't i mean if you're gravity good for you like those were my guys. Somebody sit down. Well, my, my 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 guys. Well, Gravity Kills number one, number two. Gotta say Tantric. Those are my guys. Gotta talk my guys. Number three, well, Collective Soul. My guys. They're my you know, guys. I've gotta say my guys. Uh, Can I tell you about a text my dad sent me the other day? He said, "Have you heard of and do you like the band Matchbox 20? <laughs> and um, I've got a. I've got a text. The year was I, not 1993. This is a, this is a classic dad text. And on top of that, I received this text while I was driving, so I, I a robot voice read that to me, and uh, I um I got to send the message back saying, "No, I heard of them, not a fan." And my dad just said, "Okay," and that was a robot voice that read me the okay. So it sounded maybe a little more sourful uh than uh perhaps intended but uh you know talking about your guys you know just talking about my guys talking about you guys those were my ministry those were my guys Mm. jenny who are your guys my guys guys? Uh, my guys probably everything um you know their song hooch 
Those are my guys. <laughs> oh my god. Uh that's when you're like, you know what? Blues Traveler, not gonna cut it. Hootie and the Blowfitch? Mm-mm. Give me the hooch guys. Yeah. Give me the hooch right. guys. Sister Hazel. <laughs> Those are my guys. Uh, you know who's one of my guys? You know who's one of my guys I gotta have? It's Gavin DeGraw. Gotta get me some Gavin. He's one of my guys. Right. Right. <laughs> Matt, are you are you trying to queue up Smooch? Oh, <laughs> Hell yeah. These are my guys. These are your guys. <laughs> I fucking loved this song when it was out. My fucking guys. <laughs> These are my guys. Jesus, Jenny, this is the deepest cut. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, Dredge, those are my guys. <laughs> those those are my guys. Oh my wow. guys? Oh wow. Um, Jenny, thank you for bringing us back to the hooch. No problem. I'm on like a a song league thing where we have like every week we submit a song in a different category. This week the category was one word song title. Uh and it took a lot for me not to send <laughs> hooch. <laughs> not yeah. you didn't send hooch. I didn't send hooch. You should have. I'm telling should've, you right now. Should have I know hooch. I fucked up. I fucked up. Oh I didn't win this week, and it's because I didn't follow my heart. I played you gotta, it safe. You gotta follow your heart. What song did you send? Uh, did you say automatic. Shine. What? No, what Automatic by the Pointer Sisters. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. been a big one for me lately. I know. Okay. I played it safe, but I won't make that mistake again. Don't you worry. Mm. Well, I'm getting hooch every week. No <laughs> every week, what. no matter the theme. Yep. And they'd be like, Jenny, we know they're your guys, but, you know, come on. Exactly. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, that also a song that takes me back mid-90s, pre, pre-consolidation. You hit, <laughs> get some of the hooch, get some collective soul, get a little uh, geggy ta. Ooh, I'm a geggy. Those are my guys. Those are your guys. Oh, I know wow. geggy ta, your guys, Matt. Yep. Um. And, uh, you know, and then just go from there. Um, but now it's time to switch. You got to stop talking about these guys. Right. Because now I'm just time to start talking about some ladies. That's Ooh, right. Them my girls. Up next, we got professional widow, Tori Amos. We got 
Is anybody here a Tory head? I'm a big Tory fan. You know, I uh, I enjoyed some singles early on, and I, I want to say I went to high school with a lot of Tory heads, a lot of people, all about Tory. When she'd come in concert, see a lot of new new crisp tees with Tory's face on them at school the next day. So Tori Amos definitely in that. I never I never bought any albums i remember when i was in college she put out a record and i reviewed it just for the college station just to they were like lauren make sure this doesn't have any swears on it because that's what you had to do then they didn't tell you and so i listened to a 72 minute tori amos album which was a little too much tori for me but it wasn't bad but it was it was very long it was a very long record um but uh yeah um, this was definitely a left turn on the record. It says it's in the movie. I don't remember what scene. I'm going to assume it was the basketball scene, and I just was so consumed <laughs> with, with what Snake had to do that I didn't notice that Professional Widow was playing underneath it. Sounds uh, right. Jenny, is, is Tori one of, y- one of your gals? I like Tori Amos. Uh, that's definitely... There are a lot of artists on this record that have big time fan bases uh she's one of them i was friends with a few people in high school who were huge 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 tori amos people um so i heard a lot of it i mean she's got a great voice she can slap a key (laughs) she she can slap a key that's what they say (laughs) you're gonna go watch tori slap some keys tonight that's what you say yeah um, I don't have I ever told my Tori Amos story here. I doubt it, since we tend to talk about new metal. <laughs> so I would say there's a high probability you haven't. So, so here, so here's the story. I used to work at a record store. That's pretty well established. And I want to say it was for the from the Choir Girl Hotel album cycle. We had a bunch of uh, promotional stuff that we were giving away and we were giving it away at this is how 90s uh late 90s uh local we can get there was this thing that used to happen at fifth avenue ballroom or fifth avenue billiards in royal oak called sugar hiccup because there was a show sunday nights uh where it was called sugar hiccup where they would basically just play like cranes and um the cure and kind of like not full goth but like portis head and darker you know here's more chiba and you know stuff like that not all trip hop but like a little bit a little bit softer uh than than goth but still goth adjacent i guess is what i'm going for anyway we sponsored this thing i ended up winning and I wasn't supposed to win. And there was a girl there who was a rabid Tori Amos fan. And I was like, I'll just give it to you. But you had to come to the record store to pick it up. So she comes there with a friend. And that's when I find out that her name is Jody, But her friends call her Jode the Toad. <laughs> and she really started coming on to me. And like... I'm as thick as a brick with that shit. Like, I don't get if anybody's into me. But even I knew in that moment, like, oh, no, this girl is very much coming on to me. And I was just like, here's your Tori Amos stuff. 
See you later. And that's my Tori Amos story. Joad the Toad. Joad the Toad. Horny Toad. Horny Toad. Wow. Real story. Wow. Real life. She likes a winner. She likes a winner, Matt. She likes a generous winner. Mm -hmm. And that's me. If you can say anything about me, then I'm a generous winner. You are. You are. And um, now all, when with Tori Amos, all I can think about is oil spill from Bob's Burgers, which I don't know if you've ever seen. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I've, uh, I've on seen your that. own time. Uh, I'm okay. not going to do what I, my guts are like, fucking pull it up and play it for him. Matt, is Bob's Burgers your guys? <laughs> H. John Benjamin, he's my guy. Yeah, you got to have your guys. Um you know, you know who my guys are? The Hooch guys. <laughs> Everything. Everything? Everything. I, I have to tell you, they are someone's guys. They're my mother-in-law's guys. Everything. Because <laughs> I was like, I, co- I was, couldn't remember who the song was by. And Mitch was like, everything. I was like, that's not what it's called. And he's like, my mom had the CD. That is what it's called. And I was like, no, it's not. He pulled it up. Her guys, everything. Jimmy Ray. I was one of her guys too. Wow. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Speaking of guys. Oh, we can talk about some more guys. These are definitely someone's guys. Up next, we got Paisley by Ministry. My guy. I got really corrected uh, and wonderfully corrected uh, in a Who's Tweeting episode recently uh, where I got to hear some modern ministry or some ministry that I had kind of left in the in the past uh, because they weren't my guys anymore. Uh, and the reason they weren't my guys anymore was songs like this. Uh, Matt. Matt, you know. these kind of plotting, meandering nowheresville songs that i just do not enjoy the thing that was interesting about this song for me is that while it is plotting it immediately hit this weird nostalgia vein for me Mm -hmm. uh even though this song does not 
like I've never heard this song before listening to the soundtrack. I mean, this production choices and everything, I'm immediately thinking about The Cure. I'm thinking about Jesus and Mary Chain. I'm thinking about Catherine Wheel. I'm thinking about the pre-Nirvana alternative sound. That's what this sounds like to me. And so for that, I enjoyed it. I didn't find it to be too slow. I thought pacing-wise on the album, I mean, when you know, we've been pretty heavily rocked, you know, blame LA remix. We're getting rocked pretty heavy. And uh, so I was... I was fine with this one. I, I didn't mind it at all. You know, I guess you might say maybe maybe Ministry are my guys. Jenny, Ministry are your guys? No, I have to say not my guys. Not your guys. Fair enough. Um, the lyrics to the song, very poetic. Um, creepy eyes conspire to reduce the point of view, closing all the windows, doors in view, greeting on the setting suns, my breath lies watching the indifference as clouds collide if paisley could fly mm. now this song also gives me very strong joy division vibes um are you, are you we've never talked about joy division on this show uh do you have any hot takes for joy division here's the funny thing despite that name kind of downers the real I downers i don't know if anyone's talked about that before um but uh i think they're pretty good um and then you know but here's the thing i don't know if this is a hot take or not i like new order better so oh that is a hot take is that a hot take i don't know have you listened to bizarre love triangle lately have you listened to new order they're very good they're my guys they're my guys hi guys jenny my guys there it is <laughs> my guys i i do uh i do like joy division and i also like new order and there's room for both there's there is room, room for, both. for both there is that's not like... what you were saying lauren you're right you're right <laughs> that is not what i was saying i'm completely joking um what percent joking uh, uh but you know who my guys are Everything and the hooch. The yeah. Hooch. Got the hooch. 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 Baby. Baby. Yeah. I seriously loved that song when it came out. And I thought it was really smooth. <laughs> I, I remember so thinking I that. So I remember I thinking that. Oh, this song is so smooth. This song is smooth. Yeah. I don't know. Move over Santana. Honestly, that song, I hate to say, really encapsulated my whole vibe at that age, but it does. That that little shitty riff is 100% what I was bringing. Jenny, were you were you putting uh were you putting Hooch on and then heading over to Grandma's house to just do a little back and forth on the half pipe? I mean, yeah. I was uh, having real smooth little little kick flips, just little tiny ones. The little ones, yeah, little ones. just little ones. Yeah, just sticking with the vibe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, we got like five songs left. Incredible. Want to keep hear going? Them. Let's All do right. It. Up next, we got "Fire in the Hole," Orange Nine Millimeter.
Johnny Orange Nine Millimeter. Thank you, guys. My guys, fully my guys. Yeah, actually, I don't know these guys well at all. Are they your guys? Not really my guys. I they were a band that I had heard of, but really didn't never heard any songs from them. I feel like they might have gotten some play somewhere on the radio. Um, I vaguely remember feeling like I heard about them on like an. AOL chat room or something in the mid 90s maybe but they I never had any albums I had to look them up to see they they only lasted from 94 to 2000 they're listed as both a post hardcore band but their genre tags are alternative metal post hardcore and rap metal I mean this is the chunkiest thing we've gotten on the album so far that sort of teeters towards new lyrically we got the line you think you know me Mm. Which is a very new metal sediment to say. You think you know me? You think I'm one of your guys? You don't know me. You don't know me. Matt, how you feel about Orange 9mm? You know, that album Driven uh, with the race helmet, the white, the red race helmet on the white background, I've seen a trillion times. Do you think I ever stopped? Put that <laughs> CD in the player? No. No, no, no. So I guess they're not my guys. Not your guys. This is shocking news that they're not your guys. Wow, wow, um, wow. Yeah. Also, this song is not in the movie. Um, actually, I don't think any oh, of these rest of these songs. Yeah, not in the movie. Um, but you know, they said, "Listen, we've only got seven songs that are in the movie. We need to stack it up." What are the boy? What are the Orange Boys got? And they said, "We got a chunky rocker for you. We got some clunk." And they said, "All right." Send it on over. We'll, we'll slap it on the record. Track 10. You're welcome. So there it is. But not our guys. But it was fine. Not our guys. Well, we got some more guys to consider. Up next, Escape from the Prison Planet. Clutch. Yes! Here we go! <laughs> Before we even get there. I'm Clutch. Clutch are my guys. There you guys. Get out! Get out! Escape from the prison planet! Head no against my better judgments, I went walking out that door. I smiled at one person, then I nodded two, three more. One man asked me for a dollar, I asked him what it's for. He said, I have seen them. I said, okay, it's yours. And that's featured on the MT. The local high school lets out if the town becomes anarchy. Bodies are crashed, skin marks are measured. The stories in the paper, you may read it at your leisure. Get up! Eject! Escape from the prison planet! Get up! Eject! Escape from the prison planet! Into the tomb! Baby, baby. 
So listen, this this song is an agreed upon classic, right? Because it in is. In my eyes. In yes. my eyes, in my ears, in my soul. Incredible song. Jenny Clutcher, your guys, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, I know they're not everything, but they're clutch. No, no they're not smooth like everything, but <laughs> I don't know. Clutch is another one of those bands where I know people love clutch, and that's great. I will say this. Uh, the first song that I heard from Clutch, I believe, uh, was off of this album, Um you know, I think it's like Dodge Swinger or something like that. And I hated it. But what started to happen with this band, and particularly this album, is that it got associated with friends. And then it became inseparable from good feelings with old friends. So I have no idea if Clutch is good or not. But I like Clutch. I remember hearing this song on the radio and the DJ yelling before the song even started, Clutch, Escape from the Pussy Planet. Such a powerful intro. I could tell. Clutch, this DJ, they were his guys. They were his Mm. guys. They were his guys. And hearing this song and thinking, this is amazing. And uh, going back to this, this, once again, this song took me back. It was like I was in my childhood bedroom listening to z-rock listening to some clutch and uh yeah i love this song this song's amazing this is a 10 out of 10 song in my opinion this is this space is how grass. it's done space grass is the song the space grass okay um i just incredible i love it a lot um and uh you know in in my mind clutch 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 can do whatever they want after this one they made Escape from the Prison Planet. Also, this has one of those lyrics that, you know, I've always misheard all my life. I knew it wasn't what I thought it was, and I finally got clarification. Because the, the line is, uh, let me let me go back here. The line is, eject, when they say, but I always thought he was saying, eat shit. And, um, and I, I think I'll always prefer that for myself, but, but he is saying that. Um and uh, songmeanings.com, a clutch fan, whatever you're called, clutchies, clutchers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, this commenter's name is Herbs. He said, first one to comment, are you fucking kidding me? Clutch owns, post you whores, I want to know the meaning. Hmm. You, need, you need to know the meaning from Escape from the Prison Planet? Oh, okay. And then Jeff Chaos seventy one said, "Yeah, this shit rules. Early Clutch is my favorite shit of all time. That's when you know." And then he starts talking about stuff, and I was like, "Maybe this is Jenny stuff. I don't know." He says, "This song has a good X Files theme to it. These lyrics are incredible. Bob Lazar is a guy who actually came forward with claims he worked for the government on <laughs> UFOs near Area fifty one. Here's a link to the Wikipedia." And I was like, "Oh boy, oh boy, oh, I've boy. watched lots of Bob Lazar stuff." <laughs> I'm very familiar. Bob, he's your guy. Bob is my guy. <laughs> that's for that's for sure. I think Clutch reminds me of like mechanics or like fixing cars or something and mm-hmm. something I support fully but don't want to do. So I think that's just true. If you if my mechanic comes out and he says, "I want to talk to you about my car, about your car." 
and he's got a clutch uh embroidered patch or something on his on his on his jumpsuit or whatever i'm like I'm my gonna, car's in great yeah instantly i'm like i'm in good hands i feel relaxed i feel good whatever he tells me about my vehicle i can trust because clutch are his guys yeah i i and if he needs weed i think we can hook him up boss i feel like if i need weed he can he can help me out <laughs> really. well you are mr 420 i am that's mr 420 true. that's true captain that's dank captain dank uh of the uss hi yep that's how you know that's, that's how you know. know he's for real and not a narc that's that's not how you know i'm not a, a narc. narc not a narc at all not at all we've got a couple left jenny we sure do up next, we've got A2 Brute by Siv. Not this time! I never found you! You got a story? Guess how you tell it! I'm so searching and you don't fucking get it! You should be searching because you lost your fucking mind! I, I see it clear! Just take one step, kid. Do you think I'm fucking fine? These are my guys. There we <laughs> <Yeah>. go. Yeah. <laughs> Big yeah. time. This yeah. is best song on the soundtrack. Love it. These are my guys. Siv is a, a band I was, uh, of course, familiar with uh, for their MTV staple, Can't Watch Wait One Minute More. Oh, can't wait one minute more. Didn't they also have one that was like, watch that girl destroy me? Or is that um, somebody else? Let's check. Let's check the wiki. Let's see. Let's see. Well, this song is an early track. So apparently this even predates the first record. And the first record is called Set Your Goals. The singles were Can't Wait One Minute More and Choices Made. Mm. And... um producer on this song don fury and walter rifles from quicksand and rival schools and a hero to me forever i think he wrote it too he basically wrote like the entire first civ record i agree jenny this is uh one of the uh one of the highlights of the album and also even though it's not in the movie fits with the themes of the film at two brute what is happening to snake plissken except constant betrayal mm. if snake were to make a new metal record and he'd had all songs about betrayal i'd be like this guy's earned it his life is nothing but betrayal people are betraying him all the time they talk about betrayals we don't even see he got betrayed in cleveland they keep talking about that that's true that made me wonder what I was missing. That's just a joke. You never like Cleveland. Cleveland basically. I think the joke is like he did escape from New York and he then did escape from L.A. But he also did escape from Cleveland. But they're not going to make escape from Cleveland. Got it. Jokes. That's the jokes, baby. By the way, Possum Dixon saying, "Watch that girl destroy me." I guess he's my guy. There's your guy. There's, There's your guy. guy. We've That's all your guy. got our guys. Got our guy. Well, I think it's time to, to bop away from guys again for a okay. moment. But uh, I do, before we bopped that lady, or ladies, 
Uh, how respectful of our time is this album? This album comes in at... I'm just not realizing that I don't... Give me one second here. Oh, how many times have we done this show? 300 some. Yeah. This album <laughs> comes in at about 55 minutes, we'll say. That's pretty good. Yeah. 14 tracks, 55 minutes, yeah. There we go. All right. I think that's, you know, respectful-ish of our time. Up next, we've got Foot on the Gas by Sexpod. Not Matt's guys. Oh boy, guys! Not my guys. What happened? I don't know. I thought it was just getting good. I I, I don't know. I enjoyed this one. Late album rocker. A little build up. And then we get into the rocking. But Matt, you weren't having it. It felt very cornball to me. Felt uh, like I let that let that see let that you built the you built the town. Let the people come to you. Like, don't need to hit me with that foot on the gas. Hmm, interesting. Nah. Jenny, Jenny, are sex pod your guys? <laughs> no, they're not my guys. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I hated it as much as Matt, but I was very much like, all right, <laughs> a little much. Uh, That's you all know? I'm saying. A little much. Yeah, did you uh did you look up who Sexpod was? Yeah. It's I mean, look, they're not anyone's guys. They're all women. Um they played the Michigan Women's Festival in the 1990s. Not my guys, not but guys. they're someone's guys and someone's guys. Well, someone's Riot girls, not I can, guys. I could, I could see that sort of being, sort of lumped in with that. Um, feels a lot. Yeah, I mean, no one's gonna, you know, 
confuse these guys with uh or these ladies with a uh, bikini killer or anything like that but uh I, di- I didn't dislike it i mean for track 13 you could do a lot worse true all right well we've got one track left i think these are all of our guys mm. can't even breathe deaf tones I mean, I mean, I mean, these are my guys. guys. (laughs) These are my guys. So this one was interesting. This was honestly one of the big hooks to do this album because I, uh, I picked up a copy of this. I was at a a used record store and they had a copy of this. I was like, what was on this soundtrack? Flip it over. And I see can't even breathe by Deftones. I don't know that song. Look it up. It's not on anything else. The only way you can get it is on this album. And uh, hearing it now, it does sound like um, a bit of like a demo situation because I there are moments in this song that sound like they tightened it up and used it on later songs on Around the Fur. Um, but it's still a pretty cool song. If you go to 120, there's some pretty sick guitar stuff going on here. That, oh, yeah, that is my note. Sick guitar, 120. Okay, there we go. Uh, but, uh, you know, always good. This also really shows you the times. Deftones, last track after Sex Pod, after Orange 9mm. That was the Deftone stock at the time, apparently. Very end. Interesting. Interesting. Say that. Uh, songmeanings.com. People were, well, I'm just going to say it. They were horny on the main. Oh, yeah. Commenter Dread said, mm, his voice is beautiful. God, orgasmic. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> they need somebody from the tool forum to come in here. They need somebody to roll in and be like, uh, hold on. And um, and uh, some other people did attempt to uh, to say what the song is about. <laughs> I would love if that tool commenter came in. Finally, somebody someone horny on the main. Finally. Finally, mm. horny on the main. Drops How long his sword. <laughs> Milady, horny on the main. Uh, uh, so, yeah, some other people tried to define it. It's a song about someone being a junkie of some kind or perhaps in a bad relationship. And, um, you know, but but really, Dred's comment kind of eclipses all of them. Um, I mean, anytime I see a comment that starts with, Mmm, I know. I know I'm in for something good. 
Jenny, as a lost Deftones track, how did you feel about it? Did you feel like you found a gem or did you feel like, sure, okay? I mean, it delivered on all of the, the Deftones promise, so I wasn't sad about it. There you go. And believe it or not, that's the album, The Escape from L.A. Soundtrack. And now it's the part of the show where we talk about cannon talk. Talk about the cannon. Jenny, we know who your guys are, but who's your cannon? Let's talk about it. <laughs> These are not my cannon. This uh this soundtrack is not new metal. Um so I wouldn't put it in. I might put the uh the secret Deftones track in there. Um but that would be about it. I would put the basketball scene in the junk drawer. Those are my thoughts. Matt, Lauren, what do you think? This is a very good soundtrack. I thought it was very strong from start to finish. Felt like a real snapshot of mid-90s pre-consolidation rock radio. I had a blast every time I listened to it. thought the movie was great. There's not a ton of new metal here, though. It's very getting the party started pre-gaming era going on. I don't know if I necessarily would put Deftones in the canon with this one. Uh, there's another soundtrack song that they've done that I think is is the one. We haven't done it yet on the show. But I do 100% agree that the basketball scene um, should 100% go in the drunk drawer. It's incredible. It's amazing. Matt Nas. Yeah. This album's a pretty decent listen, I would say. A good variety of, of artists, good variety of songs. But I don't think there's anything necessarily that says canon. Um, in fact, I think it is not going in the canon. As uh, for a basketball scene, I mean, we need some sports in this in this junk drawer i mean come on gotta gotta get some sports in that drawer i think it's a slam dunk oh there we go there it is so escape from la quality film soundtrack not in the canon but definitely worth checking out because i really feel like we didn't really spoil it that much because our examples were vague and often without context so you should definitely check it out it's great and it's what, like a $3 rental or something? Yeah. It's inexpensive. Have a movie night. Watch them both. That one and New York. Lee Van Cleef's in Escape from New York. Classic character actor. Believe it or not, this does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Keep on saying hello to us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know who your guys are. Who are your Who's guys? Your guy? Who's your guys? If you say everything and their song Hooch, makes sense. Jenny's got it. you. The Jenny's got yeah, yeah. Jenny's got hey, you. Hey. Um You but smooth yeah. enough for everything. <laughs> you smooth enough? <laughs> Let me know. Well, I'll be the judge of that. There you go. Uh Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on all of those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. With the headline, my guys. My guys. My guys. And until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Thank you. Thank you. All right.
Bye. Bye.